the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 to hear about the importance of choosing carefully the focus of your own life. Our earthly desires and pleasures here and now, or things done for the sake of Jesus Christ and the life to come. Here again with more on that is Pastor Mark Findlay. Is it a struggle at times to get on your knees and say, Jesus, I am totally, absolutely, completely yours? Is it a struggle at times to have the bondage broken? I'm speaking about the onslaught of Satan to control the mind. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. Now, here's the good news. Whatever battle we face from within, Jesus' grace is sufficient for the struggle. Whatever conflict we face from without, Jesus' grace is sufficient for the struggle. Whatever fight we face from evil forces, Jesus' grace is sufficient for the struggle. Pastor Mark Findlay encouraging us to remain faithful to Christ on today's Hope Lives 365. To assist you in that endeavor, we have a biblical resource available for you online. And it, by the way, is today's message in its entirety. You can find it at HopeLives365.com and other resources too. HopeLives365.com Now next time we're together, Pastor Mark will conclude his message, part three of the title, Finishing Strong, telling you to remain faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, to finish strong. Join us then for the next... Hope Lives 365. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay shares what the Apostle Paul wrote to the young Timothy. As Paul neared the end of his life, he urged Timothy to finish strong and never stop proclaiming Christ. And so, Pastor Mark Finley today asks, what has been the focus of your life? When you come to your dying day, every single one of us will have poured out their life in something. Some people pour out their lives in their work. Some people pour out their lives in pleasure. What are you pouring out your life into? The Apostle Paul poured out his life for the kingdom of God. A good reminder for us today on Hope Lives 365. Stop and evaluate where our priorities lie. Ask yourself, for what am I living? And where do I find my meaning and purpose? That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. Uh, Before his lesson, a reminder that we have some very helpful resources, including today's message. It's titled Finishing Strong and is available at our website, hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. 
Mark Finley, our teacher, is a pastor and an author and an international speaker. He has spoken in 80 countries. Mark is the president of Hope Lives 365, a ministry designed to encourage and strengthen believers on their spiritual journey. And today, Pastor Mark is emphasizing how self-sacrifice and serving others for the glory of Christ fortifies our faith and allows us to finish strong to the very end. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. We want to talk about finishing strong. Finishing strong. And we're looking at the final words of the Apostle Paul. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we find Paul's last will and testament. He's writing to his young protege, Timothy. He's urging Timothy to continue strong in his pastoral evangelistic ministry. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. Paul says, For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but all those who love my appearing. Now, let's look at a little background of 2 Timothy and try to get a setting for Paul's words here. It was written during Paul's second imprisonment in Rome. It was a deep, dark, dirty, dank dungeon underneath the ground that he writes his words. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. Paul says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. What is he talking about? I'm being poured out as a drink offering. That is an allusion to the Old Testament. In Exodus, Leviticus, but particularly Exodus 29, it talks about the ancient sanctuary system. And when Israel had sinned, they brought a lamb offering or a ram, particularly in this instance of the drink offering, they brought a ram. And they placed the ram upon the altar of sacrifice. When the ram was burned, at the end of that, they poured out a, what is the Bible calls a hin of wine. A hin is about a third of a quart of wine. They poured it out. Wine in the Bible, the unfermented juice of the grape, signifies the blood of Christ. Christ's life was not wasted on the cross, but spent or poured out in sacrifice for us. And throughout his writings, the Apostle Paul urges us to pour out our lives in self-sacrificial love. Now, during his first imprisonment, we read in Philippians 2, and you're looking there at verse 16 and verse 17. Paul says, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. God forbid that anybody here start the Christian race and they drop out. Paul says, I don't want to run in vain. I don't want to labor in vain. Verse 17. Yes, and if I be poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. Notice, Paul is saying to the church, my life is poured out in service. Any life focused primarily on self, narrowed down in the claustrophobic confines of its own littleness, is a very 
small life. The Apostle Paul calls us to bigness. He calls us to look beyond our own hurts, our own griefs, our own sorrows, our own pain and our own suffering into a world that is filled with need. And Paul in his dying words says, my life was poured out like a drink offering. He calls us from the pettiness of our self-made worlds to the largeness of the world that Christ came to redeem. Just as the drink offering was poured out in sacrifice on the ground. So Paul's life was poured out in sacrifice to others. Now there are some things in life that we may want to do. And they're legitimate to do in themselves. But we don't do them for Christ's sake because our lives are poured out in service. There are some pleasures that we do not pursue for Christ's sake. There are some places we could have gone but we do not go for Christ's sake. There are some things we could purchase, but we do not purchase them for Christ's sake. When you pour out your life for Christ's sake, it is not being wasted. It's being invested. Here's the truth of the matter. When you come to your dying day and you lie on your bed and your strength is gone and your health is wasted, and you're lying there breathing in your last, every single one of us will have poured out their life in something. Some people pour out their lives in their work. They are obsessed with their work, and they pour out their lives in their work. Some people pour out their lives in pleasure. Some people pour out their lives in entertainment. Some people pour out their lives in the time-consuming, all-absorbing, mind-numbing, digital media pursuits. And if you are looking at a text right now or Facebook, you're one of them. Some people pour out their life for themselves. But time's fleeting, and we all are pouring out our lives into something. One day fades into the next. One week fades into the next. One month fades into the next. What are you pouring out your life into? The Apostle Paul poured out his life for the kingdom of God. Somebody says, oh, pastor, I'd like to do more for Christ in his church, but I just don't have enough time. What are you pouring out your life for? The only way to have more time for Christ and his church is to have less time for something else. Are there some adjustments that you need to make in your life? Are there some adjustments to free up more time? When we come to the end of our lives like the Apostle Paul, we are not going to wish that we spent more time watching television. We're not going to wish when we come to the end of our life that we spend more time surfing the internet. We're not going to wish that we spent more time making money. We're not going to wish that we spent more time watching entertainment and sporting events. We're not going to be concerned about what we've accumulated or the promotions we've received or the joy. Our joy when life is over is this. It's the relationship that we have with Christ. It's the relationship that we have with our families. It's the relationship that we have with the people around us. It's the time we've spent. We're going to look back and someday in a place called eternity, on streets called gold, in a place called Gloryland, 
Some teenager is going to walk down the street and say, thank you for inviting me home for dinner. Somebody's going to walk down streets of gold and say, thank you for praying with me at work. Somebody is going to come up to you and say, thank you. I needed a word of counsel. And you put your arm around me and you encouraged me. Somebody's going to come up to you and say to you, thank you so much for the time and effort you had to do that small group. Thank you for the Bible study you gave me. Thank you for the book you gave out. Thank you for coming to my home and counseling with me, with me, brother. That made all the difference in my life. Thank you for taking an interest in my kids. Those are the things that are going to count in eternity. Not the latest in TV. Not the latest in Hollywood. Those things are going to pass away. And Paul knew that. So he comes to the end of his life. He says, my life has been poured out like a drink offering. Pastor Mark Finley, pointing to the example of the Apostle Paul who dedicated everything in his service to Christ. He knew that in doing so, his life was not being wasted, but invested in something much greater. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Now, this idea of being something more important than our earthbound thinking uh, formed the basis for a short book written by Pastor Mark. It's called The Thought Makers, Ruling the World from Their Graves. Uh, In this book, he examines three influential secular thinkers, Charles Darwin, Sigmund Freud, and Karl Marx, comparing their philosophies with the teaching of Jesus Christ, explaining why only Christ has the power to change a life for good. Request your copy of the book, The Thought Makers, available upon request for your gift of any amount to Hope Lives 365. You can make that donation right now by calling 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-4673. Or visit our website, hopelives365.com. Hopelives365.com. At that website, remember, too, that you can make your donation, and also you can uh, listen to this entire presentation that Mark is sharing today at the website. And for a nominal fee, you can also download a copy of the audio. It's called Finishing Strong. Look for that title in the radio archives at hopelives365.com. Or, remember, you can call to order at 855-888-HOPE. In a moment, Pastor Mark explains the Apostle Paul felt uh, no fear in giving everything he had for the sake of Christ, even to the point of death. Pour your life out for something that counts. I love what Charles Studd wrote so eloquently. One life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark Finley is sharing the story of a missionary who was willing to risk his life to serve Christ and to pour out his life for something of deeper, lasting value. Here's Pastor Mark. You know, when John Patton was getting ready to go to the New Hebrides Islands in the South Pacific, New Hebrides were known for tribes in those years, late 1800s, that had never accepted Christ. Some of those tribes were cannibals. And John Patton was a young man, bright, intelligent, and his church members tried to discourage him. And it was one old man in the church that Patton writes about. His name was Dickerson. And old brother Dickerson comes up to John Patton and he says, 
young man, if you go out there, and, and you know, Dickerson was old. Dickerson was really old. And so Dickerson comes and he says to Patton, Patton, John, you go out there, the cannibals may eat you. Patton looks at me and says, the only difference between me and you is this, old man. The cannibals may be eat me, yes, but the worms are going to eat you when you go into your grave. <laughs> and that's true, isn't it? Pour your life out for something that counts. I love what Charles Studd wrote so eloquently. Two little lines I heard one day traveling along. Life's busy way. Bringing conviction to my heart and from my mind would not depart. One life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Now the Apostle Paul continues, 2 Timothy 4 verse 6. We look at every phrase, 2 Timothy 4 verse 6. Paul says, I'm pouring out my life. I'm giving my life for something that counts. I'm giving my life for something of eternal value. Back to 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we're looking there at verse 6. Paul says first, verse 6, for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering the time of my departure. At hand. Notice, the time of my departure. Now that word departure, circle it in your Bibles, it is a military term and a nautical term. As a military term, the idea of my departure is I am packing up my tent and moving on to a new assignment. As a nautical term, the Greek term was used, it was used for armies when they were camping in tents. They packed up their tent, they went on to a new assignment. It was used also as a nautical term for a boat that was anchored at a dock, held with cables. And when the cables were released, the boat would go out to a new journey. So for Paul, death was not a dark hole in the ground and a night without a morning. For Paul, death was the entering into a new phase of existence, going into a new journey. For Paul, death was asleep until the glorious return of Jesus Christ would come. So it was not something to be feared, not something which he shook with anxiety for, because Paul knew Christ, and the Christ he knew, he knew would come again for him. So for the Christian, in a sense, death is like waiting for a departing flight. You know, I've, I've been in many airports, and uh, this last month we spoke in Pennsylvania, in, in Indiana, in Michigan, in, in New Jersey, uh, in Alabama. I think I spoke 30 times this past month. And, you know, I remember we were waiting for a flight at Newark Airport, waiting to fly from New Jersey to Alabama. And uh, the flight was delayed three hours, you know, and you're sitting in those airports, and it can become pretty boring sitting in those airports, reading for an hour, and then watching the people go by for an hour, and then reading for another hour, you know. But I knew this. The flight was going to come. At one time, we would depart on our journey. Every one of us sitting here, the flight's going to come. It may be delayed for you, but that flight's coming. And the question is not, how are you going to die? The question is, how are you going to live? That's the question. Are you going to live so when you die, your death is a glorious experience, resting until the coming of Jesus Christ? You see, that's what Paul could say. Paul could write 2 Timothy 4, verse 6. I mean, he's in this abominable condition. I mean, the sewer is stinky, smelly, his body's in pain, he's been beaten, he's in there. And he writes these words of, so filled with optimism, how can he do that? Because the living Christ dwelt in his heart, you see. He says, I'm pouring my life out like a drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. I'm ready to pack up and go on home. That's what he's talking about. And then he says, next words, verse 7, I have fought 
the good fight. I fought the good fight. See, some people have the idea that Christianity is like sitting on a cloud and floating into heaven. Some people have the idea that if you pray enough, you're going to be wealthy. If you pray enough, you're going to be healthy. And if you pray enough, you're going to be wise. But they have this prosperity gospel. The healthy, the wealthy, and the wise. You you just come to Christ. Now, Christ does bless you. But look, I would be less than honest if I did not share what you already know. The Christian life at times is a battle. It is a struggle. Paul says, I have fought a good what? Fight. Now notice Ephesians 6 verse 12. I've fought a good fight. Paul recognizes that in the Christian life there was the battle from within. The battle from without. The battle with evil forces. Ephesians 6 verse 12. Paul says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Against principalities, against powers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Paul says, we're a battle. We can expect struggles in the Christian life. If you are having a struggle in the Christian life today, you're not off the map, you're on the map. You're on the map. Don't allow the struggles to discourage you because the Christian life is a fight. But on our side, we have an invincible foe in Jesus Christ. There are many who are surprised when they face struggles in their lives. They wonder if God has abandoned them in their difficulties. That's part because the fact that you've made a commitment to Christ, the devil's going to attack you. The devil's going to try to destroy you. Notice what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 11. Don't be surprised with those struggles at all. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 through 11. Recognize that we are in the enemy's territory. Recognize that the Christian life at times is a battle. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 to 11. Notice it here. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8. We're reading on. We are, what? Hard pressed on some sides. On every side. Yet not crushed. We are hard pressed, but not what everybody? Crushed. We are perplexed, but not what? In despair. Now notice. Two interesting things here. Hard-pressed. That's we're troubled from without. Everything around us is giving us this hassle. We are perplexed. That is, we're confused from within. But we're not in despair. We are persecuted, but not what? Forsaken. We're struck down, but not what? Destroyed. Now, I love Philip's translation of this passage. Let me read you Philip's. It says this. We are handicapped on all sides, but we're never frustrated. We're puzzled, but never in despair. We are persecuted, but we never have to stand it alone. We may be knocked down, but we are never knocked out. We may be knocked down. When I fall, then I shall rise. We may go through the battle, but we're on the winning side. You may be going through some struggles financially, struggles in your marriage, struggles in your own spiritual life, but here is the incredible good news. You may be knocked down, but you are not knocked out. Because in the grace of Christ, through the grace of Christ, by the grace of Christ, you will rise again. Pastor Mark Findlay with words of hope today that uh, you're never alone if you've given your life to Christ. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. 
Mark is back in just a moment, but first a reminder about the book that he's written called The Thought Makers, Ruling the World from Their Graves. That's the subtitle. It compares the secular thinking of three major influential history makers uh, with the teaching of Jesus Christ. It's available in return for your donation of any size to this ministry. Just give today and ask for the book, The Thought Makers, and you can get in touch online or on the phone. Go to HopeLives365.com or call to order the book and make your gift at 855-888-HOPE. Again, that's 855-888-HOPE. Or visit our website, HopeLives365.com. HopeLives365.com. We do love hearing from you. Would you take a moment to call or write us? If you're writing, you can simply address your correspondence to Hope Lives at Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And please include a gift as you're able. Remember, too, to listen again for the message, Finishing Strong, what you're hearing today at the website, hopelives365.com. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. Now, here's the good news. Whatever battle we face from within, Jesus' grace is sufficient for the struggle. In a moment, Pastor Mark will close out today's broadcast of Hope Lives 365. 